Switch to Metro by T-Mobile and save more. Get the new iPhone SE now with 5G at the lowest price in prepaid. Just $99.99. I post a lot. And thanks to the iPhone SE with 5G and advanced 4K camera, I'm snapping and sharing while my followers are smashing the like button. Switch and get the iPhone SE for just $99.99. Only at Metro. Save more versus national prepaid brands. Limited time offer in store only. Price for 64 gigabyte model with eligible port, $60 plan, and ID. See 5G device coverage and access details at MetroByTMobile.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. From coast to coast and around the world, you're going online with Bill Alexander. Online with Bill Alexander is a guest-driven program where the topics are diverse and entertaining. Laugh and learn while you listen to one of the best hours of online radio around. Online with Bill Alexander. Good evening, everyone. Yours truly, William Eric Alexander. All my friends call me Bill, and you're online with Bill Alexander. We are on a lot of stations now, but we are live tonight on WMCK.FM in McKeesport and also MTRI Mixtape Radio International at MTRI.co.uk. Finally, we've gone from coast to coast, border to the border, and around the world as you're online with yours truly, Bill Alexander. And I'm glad you're able to join us. at three. It's 3 a.m. right now in London, England. So if you guys are listening to me over there, bless your hearts, because <laughs> I wouldn't be. It's really early. But here outside of the city of Pittsburgh, it's just after 10 o'clock on a Monday night. And this is going to be fun because we've we've wanted to do this and we finally are now able to go live and we have a couple other stations looking at us. But right now we are on uh, MTRI Mixtape Radio International and WMCK.FM out of McKeesport, Pennsylvania. And tonight on the phone line, we're going to be talking to a um, an individual who started an organization called Bump Club and Beyond. BCB. It was started in 2010 by mom-to-be in Chicago looking for a place to meet, connect, and find community during her pregnancy. In just a decade, BBC ha- or BBC, no, BCB has become a premier destination for parents and parents-to-be as they prepare for and embark on the parenthood journey. Bum Club and Beyond connects parents and parents-to-be with the best products, resources, information, and each other, both online and through thousands of premier events nationwide. BCB uh, contents, contents and events are relevant for parents from expectancy through grade school. On the phone line right now, we have Lindsay Pinchuk. Lindsay, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. I am so glad you could be on. You're in Chicago this evening, right? 
I am. Okay. So I'm an hour ahead, or before you, <laughs> earlier than you. I have I, I have so many different people in different time zones right now, I don't even try to keep track. So the whole idea of Bump Club and Beyond, how did it get started? Yeah, so I was, um, I had some friends who were pregnant, and they were, they would say to me, like, what does so-and-so say? What does so-and-so say? And um, quite honestly, I've always been a natural connector and just have always looked for, you know, good connections amongst my friends and my community. Okay. And um, I knew that my I knew that my, my husband and I were going to start trying to have a baby um, soon thereafter. And I said to my husband, there is definitely a business. There is just nowhere for, for these people to meet other expectant parents. And um, so I started kind of plotting and paving the way for Bump Club and Beyond. And we did get pregnant relatively fast. I was very fortunate and very lucky. And um, I hosted my first event for Bump Club, um, the, like a couple weeks after I announced my pregnancy. Um, really and truly, I was just looking for support and community for myself when I was newly pregnant. None of my closest friends were pregnant at the same time as me initially. We actually all have third graders, which is um, really awesome and amazing, except at the time I was alone pregnant before a lot of them okay. had, had, <laughs> had conceived. So. Um, and that's really where it started. And I started hosting events in Chicago, and um, we really grew from there. I mean, word traveled very fast. You have to remember that in 2010, there were no business Facebook pages. There was no Instagram. Forget about, like, Snapchat and TikTok. Those weren't even, you know, thoughts, basically. And um, it was really word of mouth, and there was clearly a need for community among expectant women and their families. And as as we started growing, word started spreading, and um, I had moms approach me from other places around the country, uh-huh. and we started hosting events in other places around the country. Um, my background is in is in integrated marketing and communications, and um, through a lot of the relationships that I formed there and just so that skill set of mine, um, we struck up a partnership with Target and with Nordstrom that really landed us up landed us on the map um, nationally. And um, we have grown from there. I mean, now we are host we host events outside of COVID, obviously, right? In over thirty five cities, um, and we have moms on the ground um, on and hosting events regularly in twelve cities. Um, but you know, we have very large partners, and really, our goal is just to really support families um, as they're preparing for their you know preparing for parenthood and navigating through parenthood. And that's, that's really what we do. And I told you previously, last year we were acquired um, by a large marketing agency, and um, it has allowed us to really expand our capabilities and expand our offerings to our community as well. Which, which is awesome. Now, my three kids, I had my first one in 2000, my last one in 2007, and there was none of this out there other than local groups that would deal with it. And they were usually organized through the hospital. They were not done through a large organization such as yourself and the internet. Heck it was in the early days when my, uh, my now 20 year old was, uh, was born because you didn't have these types of resources. And where I think these resources would be fantastic, especially me coming from a much older parent than you are, uh, is that we all worry about doing the wrong thing. We all want to know where that handbook is. When it, when the baby is born, you get no instructions. Do you provide that type of sort that that support from the beginning? Like this is it. We do. Okay. 
We do. But here's what we do. Here's what we provide. There, And this is what we say. I mean, there really is no handbook that comes with parenting. There is no one right way to parent. And what we do is we really outline and, and showcase the choices that, that expectant parents and new parents have when making these pivotal, pivotal decisions for their family. And we allow them the path to make the best decision possible for themselves. And something that we really enforce and that we say over and over again, I've been saying for 10 years, is that you know, your best is good enough. And you need to do what is best for you and your family. And, um, you know, that means different things to different people. And, you know, while we, we absolutely follow the American Academy of Pediatrics and, um, you know, all of the experts that, that speak at our events and on our webinars are credentialed experts. They are doctors. They have, you know, gone to school for what they practice. Um, you know, I don't claim to be a doctor or an OBGYN or you know, or, you know, a nutritionist, like we bring in experts for that, but we really focus on giving expectant parents peace of mind um, by outlet, like outlining their options and really, you know, showing them these, this is what you, these are your options when, when you're making this decision and there is no one right way to do it. And you can't, you can't really let anyone tell you that there is because there's not. So when people find your organization um, and your, your group, do they, they, they find you um, before they become pregnant, during the pregnancy, or just after they have the baby? Or is it everybody finds you at different times and realizes that you it's have really, um, different different support for each of those time periods? Yeah, it really is. Um, it runs the gamut across all of those life stages that you said. And, um, you know, the thing that we do hear often is, oh, God, I wish I would have found you earlier. Um, I do hear that that often, but um, so I mean, our company really—I mean, a lot of what we do is on social media, and um, a lot of people come to us through social media and through word of mouth. Um, you know, the moms are your best marketers, and I mean, if they like what you're doing, they're usually apt to share it. Um, we have really built this company upon trust and loyalty, and um, I have put my face and my name on everything that we do, and um, I really pride myself on the trust that we've gained from the hundreds of thousands of people who follow us and who engage with us on a regular basis. Um, so we do see people coming to, to us like, you know, I'll have expectant parents say to me, oh, God, I've been dying to get pregnant because I, I can't, couldn't wait to come to a bump club event. <laughs> you know, or I'll have, you know, <laughs> I'll have expectant parents come to us when they're pregnant, newly pregnant or you know, throughout their pregnancy. And some some will say, oh, I wish I would have, you know, found you earlier. Right. And, and then we have, you know, moms who come to us, too. And we do do we do host content for um, moms with kids up like through grade school. We're doing webinars on um, anxiety and bullying and um, dealing with technology. Like these are all things that we are facing. When I you know when I started Bump Club, I started it with me in mind. And I, I'm, I am a mom of two girls. They're six and nine. And my challenges now are just a little bit different than our, our new and expectant parents, but I still have challenges. And we do try to provide resources for grade school families as well. So the Bum Club and beyond, you are working with Target, as you said. Now, um, the, what you're doing is you're working with them as a, uh, as a registry. How does that work with your um, organization and your cooperation with Target? Um. What do you mean? How does it work? How, how are, what is your, what is your relationship with Target? Yeah, of course. So we have worked, we've actually worked with Target for about seven years. 
Um, Target came to us as a trusted authority in the baby space okay. um, to help drive to help drive customers into their baby registry program. And um, you know, I I do like I said, I pride myself on the trust that we build with our audience, and um, they knew that they couldn't drive the type of relationship without that third party of trust. And so we started hosting events in their stores right after my second daughter was born. It was in 2013. And literally three weeks after she was born, we hosted our first event in Target. And um, we have been hosting events in their stores um, across the country since then. We did take a break in 2019. That was the year we were acquired. Okay. And this year, um, this year they now that we have the capabilities to scale what we do um, with the backing of um, brand connections who owns us um we were taking our 20 events a year and um, we were supposed to do 300 events on march 21st in their stores across the country and obviously that changed when covid 19 hit right um, but we quickly pivoted and we brought the information to the expectant parents who were relying on it um, we brought it to them online and i mean even so far as to like when people were were going to attend this event in the store they were going to get this giant gift bag filled with um, sponsors' products um, when they came to the event. And we have gone so far as to um, we are sending the bags to people's homes. There's a form on our website that people can fill out um, and put in their Target registry and let us know they've registered at Target and kind of completed watching some of the um, information we put online. And they get a giant gift bag sent to their home. So we made a really quick pivot to continue to provide these resources to our audience and the target audience um, despite COVID-19. So what does an average event look like? So we don't really have one average event, to be very honest. We have a whole different series of events. But if you were to have come to that target event, for example, um, that event at Target was free for people to come. They would have RSVP'd and come to the event. And there there would have been bump club representatives on hand to help you with your registry process. Um, show you products that we have vetted with uh, with our brand partners and help you to start your baby registry. Um, we have other events such as Gearapalooza, which is um, also very focused on baby gear. Those are paid ticketed events, and people pay to come to them. Um, they're three, four hours long. You get the, all of the brands are on hand. You get to touch the products and feel the products and have your questions answered by brand representatives. We have a keynote speaker who's a car seat tech and a baby gear expert at that event um, who tells you what to buy and how to register for things and how to use things safely. And you walk away with a giant gift bag that's worth over $150 filled with kind of all of the necessities to get started with baby. So our events really run run the gamut. We also host free play dates and free workouts in cities across the country in order to drive community. You know, we want to build community amongst parents and expectant parents that is why i started this um and that is very important to me and i i I don't think that anyone should go through this life stage alone um and that is a that is a big backbone to what we do and obviously right now a lot of those things are on on par what i think is awesome about what you're doing is as you just said it is you're creating um community for people so they don't go through this alone because i know the way our society is today years ago when you had a child, you usually had family there helping you. But because our society is so mobile now that people are living in other cities and other places, you guys are a resource that these people can actually get information and get help 
if necessary, because from what I can tell on the website, you have everything listed there in a way that they can find it. And not only with that, but you also have um, self-help tips and you have advice and stuff like that where they can actually reach out to you. Yeah. And, you know, I think, too, with um, the way that our website is up and kind of the consumption of information these days, the other thing that we do, too, is we make sure that our expectant parents and parents and you know, all the way up, understand and know, like, the American Academy of Pediatric Recommendations and any changes that come along with, like, car seats and with sleep. And a lot of those things were very different, even, you know, even through the course of the last decade since I started Bump Club, um, you know, there have been a lot of changes to various safety parameters and, um, and just a lot of the knowledge that we need to know as parents. And so we make sure to stay on top of that and share that. Um, because your mom might not know, you know, when, when my mom put me to bed, it was putting baby to bed on their stomach. Well, that is not how it works. It's back to sleep, you know? So we really make sure that our audience understands how to do things safely and no question is off limits. Which is actually, which is actually, um, um, awesome. Now, one thing we're dealing with in the United States and actually around the world too, is the whole uh, situation with COVID-19 or the coronavirus have you noticed that there's been increased um, visits to your website because of this, because people are looking for advice on what to do with their kids while this is going on? Yeah, we have, um, our online operation has really exploded since COVID. And um, very early on, on March 12th, actually, it was quite ironic. I had I had actually been sick. I, I did not have COVID. I had strep throat okay. and I was home and I've actually, I've been home a week longer than everyone else at least <laughs> in the United States. And, um, and that Friday when things started, you know, really taking a turn for the, like, we're going to be at home. Right. Um, I went on our Instagram and I made a very bold statement and I said, we are going to be here for you. We are going to make a strong pivot. We are going to be putting all of our content online. We are going to help you get through this we are in this together and at the time who would have thought we would have been doing right. this for eight weeks now um and from there i started going online um i go on our instagram stories almost every night and i talk about my day and the ups and downs and i ask questions and um i respond with answers from the audience and then from there we started hosting our expectant parent webinars online and we just started creating a whole host of content Everything from like 101 family movies to binge-worthy TV after your kids <laughs> go to bed to, you know, virtual classes. Um, you, if you go to our Facebook um, page on any given day, uh-huh. you'll find two to three virtual classes with our partners. Everything from music classes to story times to athletic classes with um, some of our partners who do movement. Oh, that's know, awesome. based classes. We did a, a kid yoga class today. We've done dance classes. We've also done a lot of expert talks with doctors about navigating COVID and making sure our audience and the audience at large is armed with the right information right. Um, and answering questions. Um, and we also you know, took our whole baby registry operation with Target Online. And we also took our expectant, we, we host expectant parent dinners um, every month in Chicago. And we've done them in other cities too, but they've really been a mainstay here in Chicago since I started Bump Club. We get anywhere from 50 to 100 expectant parents that come to these dinners once a month. And we have a guest speaker on various topics. And um, in March, was our very first month in 10 years, 
that we didn't have an expectant parent dinner. I mean, we had expectant parent dinners even when I was in the hospital giving birth to my kids. We had, you know, other team members running right. those events. And um, we took them online. And honestly, to answer your question, um, you know, though that 50 to 100 people, the very first month that we did them, um, it was 1,000. We had over 1,000 wow. people register for that webinar. And um, it's, it's only grown. And our Facebook Live events also have grown significantly. And, um, you know, I, I say the audience thanks us, like, every time we go online. Thank you so much for continuing to do this. And I have to thank them. Because as much as we are getting them through this time and helping them to, whether it's entertain their family or prepare for the arrival of their baby or whatever life stage it is, um, they're helping me and my team get through this. Because, I mean, this is this has really given us a whole new sense of purpose. And um, I, and I'm, re- I'm really happy that we have the technology that we can be doing this right now for people. I think what you're doing also is sanity for some people because you are giving them that advice. And I'm sure that on the website, you, you and you said this earlier, you can only do the best you can. This is a situation we're not familiar yeah. with. We're not used to having, especially um, younger children that would be school-age children. We're not used to having them at home, especially when we're trying to work jobs and everything else. You can only do what you can do. And I think they need to understand that and they need to understand that every day because I think they have such high expectations that when they don't reach them, then they get down on themselves. And um, what you guys are doing, from what I hear, it sounds like you are giving them that support in a way that it's going to help them make not only themselves better in the day, but also help their child make it and make the child a better individual because, again, when can you tell somebody we've been stuck at home for the last eight weeks and it may go on longer? These are stories that you're going to have and the kids are going to remember these and they're going to remember the events and the things that you did to make them special. So I think what you do, you guys are doing is actually just amazing. Thank you. And I, I have to say one of the things that I've been, I've really been pushing with our audience and, and it's something that I have been trying to live by too is just, and I know everyone's quarantine story is not the same. Right. Everyone's situation is not the same. Um, but I am trying to really instill in our audience that, that we have to look for the positive in this. And we have to figure out what that positive means to you and to your family and um, really try to go with it. And I know I know that it is not all roses and unicorns. I mean, just <laughs> today in my house, I, like my kids had major meltdowns today. And I'm, I'm, sure. I'm very fortunate. I, I have I have child care that lives with me. I have an au pair. Um and so I, and she's amazing. She's like a third daughter to me. And um, so I have helped, but like my, my kids pushed her to the limits today. Um, you know, but I am trying to find the positives and I'm telling our audience to do that too. And we've asked our audience like on Instagram and on Facebook, like what are the positives that could come of this? And we've then shared those because I want people to see and understand that, um, you know, in the long run, this right. could be something positive. Um, and I was actually sharing with a friend of mine yesterday who also owns her own company, you know, because it's, it's, we were just talking about, like, it's, it's, it can be so hard um, to entertain the kids and make sure they're having a, a, a good time and that they're sane. And the kids are fine. Yeah, I, I will tell you this. The kids, for the, most, for the most part, they're fine. They're resilient. Yes. My kids are thrilled, thrilled that my husband and I are around right now as much as we are. I mean, I normally travel. Um, I normally travel a few times a month um you know and they're quick trips sometimes just a night or two but i I, you know i've been home i'm not going anywhere for quite some time we we all know that 
And my kids are loving having dinner as a family. I'm loving having dinner as a family every night. Like the, the other night I had to, I had to take a call on the West coast during dinner time. And my kids were so upset. It was the <laughs> first night in eight weeks that I didn't eat dinner with them. Uh-huh. And you know, when I think of the reverse before COVID, you know, we were maybe eating dinner two, three nights a week together. And then the other nights, you know, we were running to and from activities and it was madness. So, you know, I, I think that there are some positives to come out of this and I've been talking about it a lot because I, I just, I don't want people to get too wrapped up in the e-learning and making it right. perfect. And, you know, just like the little things are going to be what the kids remember. And they're also going to remember if you are panicked or not, they don't panic because like, we're all in this right now. It's like, we're all in this together. So those are kind of the things that we've been trying to instill in addition to the resources on our website. It's just this like sense of calm and sense of positivity and like, let's not lose our cool. Right. And I think those of you that have kids under the age of 10, my hat's off to you. I'm lucky. My oldest is 20. My middle one is turning 16 next month. And my youngest is 12, soon to be 13. And I can't imagine having three kids under 10 <laughs> and dealing with this situation because now I'm lucky if I see them because they're in their rooms. My oldest one is in college. He's a sophomore. My other two are ones in high school, ones in junior high, and they're in their room doing their work. And it's like, I rarely yeah. see them during the day. And then, I mean, we, we interact, but it, it's it's a dinner time that we're now sitting down with each other because we don't have all those extra activities. We don't have these practices. We don't have these events, which is sad. But it's I think it's it's redefining that family unit again, which we we as a country has have not had for such a long period of time. And like you said, the parents are are I hope they're not. Uh, stressing themselves out to a point because, as you said, kids are resilient. And one thing I've noticed, and I've noticed these memes on Facebook, and I've noticed this stuff, but I, I it frustrates me, and I don't know how true it is, and you you being a mother and I'm, me being a different generation than you are, um, that the, everybody says that they always need another glass of wine to push it forward. And I'm going, that's really not the best way to cope either. So... I think it's great that you have a release for these people out there to be able to do these things. We're trying. I mean, we certainly are trying. And like, you know, I think that there's, there's also a fine line um, of balance, I think with, with the funny memes and the, you know, and we do share funny memes from time to time. Um, I, I will not say that we don't, we absolutely do. Right. I think that this generation of parents really it resonates with them and, um, you know, but we also share a lot of other coping mechanisms as well. We have a lot of mental health experts on our Facebook page, you know, talking live and answering questions. And, um, you know, and people can refer back to these talks time and time again. We put them on our website and they're also on our Facebook page that you can, you know, scroll through them and rewatch them or listen to them. Um, and so I think that it's really it, it's it's really important to be addressing the mental um, the mental coping right yes. now. And I also think that it's very important, and this is something that um, I make sure to talk about when I talk on Facebook and on Instagram and it's just me talking, is just me as a mom, the things that I do to cope with throughout my day. And, you know, often that means going for a walk once a day. 
getting out of the house. I mean, I live in Chicago. I know you're in Pittsburgh, so your your weather is pretty similar. It has not been great, the weather. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even on those cold days, I bundled up and I went for a walk because that fresh air and the sunshine when it's out really, really can change your entire outlook on the day. Um, you know, if you find that you're in the house working and you're not getting out of the house and it's been two or three days, you really need to get outside. And even if that's just a drive, just to change the scenery and, like, you know, roll down the window for some fresh air for a couple of minutes. I think that that's very important. I also think that it's very important that if you have a significant other or spouse, that you guys are are um, are really sharing the responsibility and tag teaming. Um, you know, everyone needs a break, and I think it's really important to give each other a break if you have that luxury. Not everyone does, and um, and I think that if you if you can, you you should be doing that. And you know, some of the ways that we do it, like on the weekend. Um, I'll take the girls to do something in, in the afternoon. Um, we'll go for a drive. We've been driving into the city of Chicago and picking up dinner on Saturday nights. And so by the time we kind of go through that whole process, it's a couple of hours. And my husband will take the girls in the morning and I'll sleep in and maybe, you know, work out at, at home. Um, but just to give each other time, like with just a mental break with no one. I think it's just important to have that. Which 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 sounds really good. You're listening to Online with Bill Alexander here at MTRI, Mixtape Radio International at www.mtri.co.uk and also on WMCK.FM, McKeesport, Pennsylvania. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. So one thing I wanted to ask you, um, and, and, you're, and I think you mentioned it before, but you're, you're not a medical professional or anything. You're just an average mom that put a website together, right, and this organization. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> no, the reason <laughs> I, is, is because... I, I mean, I am educated. I have my master's degree. No, the, the reason... Um, I... You know, and I did go to... I did go to school for business, okay. um, you know, but and, and integrated marketing. That's but... not what I meant. <laughs> that's not I what I meant. I know. What I, I meant. Know. What I meant is, is that you're not you're not one of these uh, these these educators, these doctors, or whatever it may be, that talks in mumbo jumbo. You basically talk the way it is. You're a parent. You're experiencing it, and you're sharing everything that you're dealing with on a daily basis. And you're not judging people whenever you talk to them. That's what I'm trying to say, Correct. which is actually very special Correct. because there's a lot of sites out there with a lot of quote unquote, and I'm doing air quotes right now, with experts on them. And I think what's interesting about your site is there are experts available, but you're there to basically keep everybody grounded and say, hey, this is what's happening. I know how it looks. I know what's going on. And we can all get through this together. We just have to all 
realize that communications are best told to help each other. And I think that's what I'm getting from what you're saying to me, especially during the whole COVID-19 situation that we're dealing with right now, because again, this is something we're not familiar with. Right. Right. We are not familiar with this. And, and to your point, um, you're, yes, you are correct in the assessment of my website. I am, I am a mom. And I think one of the things that, um, that I really pride myself on, like I said earlier, is, is really giving everyone the choices that they need to make. And that often, sometimes that might come from expert advice, like doctors or, um, you know, therapists or nutritionists. And sometimes that might come from other parents within our community, but, um, I do think that it's so important to arm everyone with the proper information. And especially now, um, you know, a lot right now for expectant parents, for example, a lot of their birthing classes are canceled. Yes. And a lot of these preparation, you know, these things that, that they're doing to prepare. And I'm not talking about showers. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a huge bummer that people's baby showers are canceled. And I, and I totally sympathize. I think, you know, things are canceled for everyone right now, everywhere. So, um, you know, I'm talking about the really important stuff like the birth education classes are canceled. So it's really important to me to make sure we are providing those opportunities in a virtual space right now. Right. Real live experts. Yes. And like good experts, like the top of their field, the best of the best. And like, you know, we, we do vet all of our experts. And we also make sure that our experts are on par with our thinking too in that they don't judge they don't say that there's one right way or no way because really there that doesn't exist there is not one way to do anything in parenting and so it's very important to me when we put an expert in front of our audience that they follow that mantra too and they understand that they need to give choices and they need to provide various you know options and opportunities to our audience because there's all different kinds of people out there. Right. And you just, you, we're talking to a lot of different people. My, um, I have, uh, quite a few nieces and one, one niece that I have is a uh, maternity nurse and she's working at a local hospital. She said one of the most difficult things that she's had to see and deal with are these expecting mothers going into the hospital with no support. Yeah. And if they have support, it's usually just their husband and they're not letting anybody else in. And again, at, I mean, going through labor and delivery is one thing, but not being able to share that joy with family members after the birth. And you don't have people coming to your room. You don't have in-laws. You don't have your parents. You don't have any of that. And she says that is really a mental letdown for a lot of these people because this is a joyous occasion. And that's been taken away. Yeah. And you can only do so much with with uh, with an iPad or with a cell phone or whatever it is, because it's still not the same experience. How do you help pe people prepare for this in the best way you can? So we are, like I said, like I said earlier, we're really trying to focus on the positive. Okay. And we asked, we asked our audience um, a couple weeks ago. We asked our expectant audience what is the like are there positives to being pregnant during the pandemic and what are they and we had over 200 people respond it was it was amazing i think a lot of the responses came from second and third time parents that were you know were saying like now is the time that you can really focus on you and your husband right. before your baby comes you can focus on actually resting and nesting because usually you're running ragged until That's you true. have this baby you can 
focus on bonding with the baby after the baby comes and you don't have to worry about visitors and guests in terms of, you know, I think there's always that little bit of pressure, you know, oh, there's going to be so many people in my house right. to be clean. And I like, there's none of that right now. So instead of looking at that negative, like the negative, like, oh, no one can come, like, let's flip it around and let's, let's say, okay, but like, what are the positives that can come out of it? And it's, you really can have this special, special time with your baby to bond with your baby and really learn your baby. And you, people can help you in other ways. They can send you meals. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they can drop things off for you. And, you know, I, I think that it, it's not, I, I know it's hard and, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to say that it's not, but I think that we're just really trying to focus on the positive um, to really boost that up, especially for the first time parents. I have a friend who's having a baby this week with her fourth. Okay. So she's having her fourth baby. So she, she basically is like, get me in and out of the hospital <laughs> like in two hours. You know, she's like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to bring her home. And like, you know, so it's, it's very different. I think when yeah. you have like a second, third or fourth time mom, than when you have the first time, you know, a first time mom, but um, you know, I think just finding the support in your family and friends, and I think everyone recognizes right now that, you know, this is a really unique situation. It's a tough situation. And I think that people are going above and beyond and almost overcompensating for the fact when it comes to, you know, births of babies, birthdays of kids, even mm-hmm. birthdays of adults, yeah. and really trying to make this time special and shine. And I do think to your point when you were talking about your niece, like the hardest, the hardest, I think, part is going into that hospital. Um, Every hospital is different right now. So like there isn't one kind of, you know, governing rule with like how how hospitals are working. Um, Most hospitals are only allowing you to bring in one, if if any. I mean, I have heard stories of of women going into by themselves birth on their own. Yeah. Um, so I think right now, like, you know, if you have the, uh, the opportunity to bring your significant other, your spouse, your partner in with you um, or a support doula, um, I, you know, I think that that is that is you really should focus on having that person there. And you should also focus on the doctors and the nurses who are going to give you the best possible treatment. And they're going to make sure that your baby comes out and you can take them home safely. Yeah. And I think that's just really the goal right now. I'm not expecting any children. I feel just much better just by listening to you. Um, because <laughs> I rem- I remember the chaos um, of bringing home three children. And especially the second and third when you had to deal with a younger one or younger two. Because you weren't you, you, you had to focus on everything else. And then this way, like you said, you can all focus on that child and you can do the bonding you can do the nesting and all that which i think is amazing um now i have another niece who's expecting her first one in september and the whole idea of being able to do doctor visits and all that everything is being done virtually how how do you think that makes the parent feel that they don't have that tight bond with their doctor I think so. We've talked to a lot, a lot of different OBGYNs, and we've had a various, we've had a couple of different panels um, throughout the last eight weeks where we've addressed this topic. And um, I think the doctors are doing a really good job in like embracing this and making sure that their patients feel like they are being seen and that they are being heard over telehealth. 
Um, I, one of the tips that one of the OBGYNs gave that I thought was really a, such a great tip, and I don't know if this is something being practiced across the board or not because I'm not I'm not right. expecting. So, um, but he said he said we've been telling our patients to get um, a scale and like a blood pressure cuff so that we can you know help them run their vials oh, when, we're, when we're doing telehealth and makes total sense. And I know that not everyone will have access to that, but I think if you do. I think that it's a great way to make sure that um, you know you your vitals are being read properly by your OBGYN. Right. Um, and and I think too, I, like you know, from what I hear, that the telehealth is still allowing doctors to spend a significant amount of time, maybe even a little bit more time, answering your questions um, than they normally would. You know, running from patient to patient. Um, there are a lot less like well visits right now and you know most people who have their annual checkups and whatnot are not doing that at the moment and so you know I think that some of the doctors do have some more time to be taking your questions and making sure that you are getting that extra care that you need um, I think that it's just really important to have a good open relationship with your health care provider right now and um, definitely you know express any concerns and ask about the hospital and um, you know, we had uh, we had a psychologist that gave a really great tip for expectant parents. And, um, you know, someone had said, I'm really worried because I'm not being able, to, I'm not being given like a tour of the hospital. I don't get to go on my hospital tour. So I don't know like where to go and what to do when I check in. And her response was, um, this was Dr. Casey Foreman, who was, who was doing a Facebook Live with us. Okay. Her response was, you know what, it's a really good time to... Take a test drive to the hospital. Drive right up to the door. Um, see how long it's going to take you to get there. And and I actually chimed in and I said, and also, like, if you're in a major met- metropolitan area, there's no traffic right now. Yes. So no one has to worry about that. Like, which is, like, that's that's actually an actual concern for women in the suburbs of Chicago. If I'm they're sure. delivering at Northwestern downtown. It is, a, it is a legitimate concern, like, getting stuck in rush hour traffic when you're in labor. So there is no rush hour traffic. There is none of that. But take a ride down to the hospital, go to the door, see exactly where you go in, and then know on the other side, there is someone waiting for you with hand sanitizer. They're going to spray your hands, and they're going to show you exactly where to go. And no one is going to leave you high and dry, and everyone is going to hold your hand throughout this process, even more so than they would in the non-COVID environment. And she's right. I mean, she's right. No one is going to let you do this alone. No one's going to let you walk and wander into a hospital right now. Um, and everyone is going to be there to make sure that you are taken care of. That's true. So uh, I think it's just important to know. Now, the other thing is, and I have a question about, because we've been hearing about it here back in PA, and I know that the, the federal government's talking about it too, is that when our lives get back to a somewhat normal stage, kids going back to school, going back to preschool, going back to grade school, are you working on preparing the parents for this, especially in a time that is so uncertain because we now are worried about how clean their desks are, their books, the environment, their, I mean, them in general? Because I know a lot of parents out there are saying, no, I'm not sending my kid, I'm keeping him here, we're doing everything, cyber school, so-and-so, and such-and-such. I mean, how do you help prepare the parents mentally for letting the kids go back into that world that they were once a part of? You know, we we have not exactly tackled that yet, but it is 
so right actually right now we have a we have a talk on Friday about helping to navigate the rest of the school year with e-learning. Okay. So we have a, a an expert psychologist who's going to do that with us Friday afternoon on our Facebook page um, because I think still there are some parents there are a lot of parents who are struggling and it's it's very hard when you're working to deal with the e-learning situation. Right. So we're we're working through that right now. My hope is that you know the schools and on a, on a local and national level um, really work through this summer and and take this summer to figure out how we can go back safely in the fall like I know here in Illinois they very much want to try to get us to go back but I also know that they are going to be very realistic about the situation so I also think it's going to depend on what's going on and and what ends up happening um, with COVID and I you know I know there are so many different camps and trains of thought right now um, about opening and closing and what should we do and social distancing and like you know I think we we need to get through this for kind of first wave first um, and see what happens I mean I think you know there have been a lot of local governments who have gone you know loosened the reins a little bit and maybe even a little bit too much over the last couple weeks okay and I think the next few weeks are going to be very telling as to what happens like are we going to see a spike in in another wave like did we go back too soon? And I think a lot of that is going to really help us to prepare for the fall and to see what, what happens. I, and, and, and when we get there, we will make sure that we are educating our audience. And just as we have with this whole process so far, I mean, we've been really, you know, adamant about, you know, mask guidelines and social distancing guidelines. We talk about them a lot. And um, I talk about them a lot. And, I, I you know, kids are kids are the number one asymptomatic carrier yes. of, of this virus. And, um, you know, there are people who are letting their kids play with other kids. And I actually, I read an article yesterday with a doctor, uh, two doctors from the University of Chicago and one from Northwestern who said, you know, when my patients come in and they test positive for COVID, the first question I ask is, have your kids been playing with other kids? And so it's, and she said, and usually they have. And so I think that we, we're just going to have to wait and see. I really think it's too soon to make any determinations and, and really offer any advice about this. I mean, I got the, I got the email today that uh, my daughter's overnight camp was canceled, yes. which we were waiting for and we, we knew was going to come. Um, it was absolutely devastating. And I said from the beginning of this, um, I actually said, I don't care if we, in March, I said, I don't care if we don't go back to school please just don't let summer camp be yeah. canceled. I mean, literally I said this prayer every night and, um, you know, and that is kind of our, our biggest nightmare at the moment is that camps are being canceled and what are our kids going to do all summer. And so I think we kind of need to take this one day at a time. Truthfully. Uh, um, I know my, my daughter is a girl scout and her camp was canceled too. And she's also a softball player and her whole season was canceled, which has yeah. been devastating because that's what these kids, that's what they do. That's their downtime. That's what they live for. Now, another thing is, um, my sister-in-law owns a daycare center here, um, South of the city of Pittsburgh. And it's interesting the support the parents are giving the preschool teachers because these preschool teachers are missing these kids and they're trying to do yeah. whatever they can because this is a very tight-knit community and i find it interesting that a lot of parents now are really realizing what the teachers do that they've always taken grant for granted before and i think it's very interesting to look at society that way that maybe there may be a shift on the way we think about things 
I sure hope so. Um, my mom, my mom was a teacher for over 25 years, and you know, I watched her day in and day out growing up, dealing with everything she dealt with as a teacher. And I've always had a, the utmost respect for both my teachers growing up, and then also, you know, now as a parent for the teachers. And um, I, I really hope that parents across this country now realize what our teachers do on a regular basis. They are some of the most undervalued people in, in profession. Like, like the, the, it is the most undervalued profession I think out there. And um, you know, I, I think I really hope to your point that there is a shift when, when things change because these the teachers are a godsend. And I think what they're doing right now is totally out of their comfort zone. Um, you know, they're making a lot of pivots and changes to, to technology and to teaching in a way that they were not accustomed or. Um, taught to teach and and I think that they're doing an amazing job and um, you know I think as parents we just we do need to be there to support them right now and and anything that they need from us well I think what's interesting and to touch on your point a lot of these teachers have been teaching for between 10 and 20 years and yes technology was there but it was never the primary source of education or the delivery tool and again in a lot of ways they're reinventing the wheel just to get the information to the kids and keep the kids engaged. And it, it, again, my, my, um, my heart and my total respect go out to them for what they're doing. So keeping our fingers crossed, we'll be back. Um, they'll be back to work in the fall or with the kids in the fall. Let me rephrase that. Um, now, one thing I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that these events that you have, that you work with, um, with vendors, how do you vet your vendors to be, to get your, uh, bump club i guess seal of approval yeah we don't have it's funny you should say that we don't have an official seal of approval but yes i think that is a great question um thank you for asking that um my whole team for the most part is moms um we have a couple of non-moms on our team but they have they you know they have been around also with bump club for a very long time um but we absolutely look at products and we say like would we use this and is this something we would use? And truthfully, most of the brands that we work with are products that we've all used out, like separate from Bump Club. Or, you know, we use them and we call them and we say, we love this product. Right. We'd love for you to join our event. Um, so a lot of it goes that way as well. But I will say we have said no to brands. We have said no to products. Um, we, you know, and, and now, we like I told you earlier, we were acquired. And that was a really big part of the acquisition was when I when we were acquired, I said to the to the company that acquired us, I said, you know, we need to make sure that we stay true to our DNA, and I'm not going to just start accepting any product because it's money, and um and we we don't. Um, I mean, we had a very very large cleaning company. I'm not going to say who it was. Want to put like cleaning samples in our gift bags? And it was all I mean. It was chemicals toxins and i was like and they wanted to spend a lot of money and i said absolutely not and, and we didn't do it um you know i really do look out for the best interest of our audience um we and like i said we also like to give them choices so those are really kind of the two big big things and I, and really it comes down to would we use these products and oftentimes most of the people on our team are using them or have used them um, i will say a lot of the the brands that we work with in the baby space we have been working with for 10 years. Okay. Um, I mean, we have, we have grown our partnerships with them. They've grown their product lines and we've grown our audience. And, um, you know, we have worked with a lot of these brands and then the people behind the brands. 
for a very long time. Um, a lot of the people in the baby space are, are really like in the baby space and they move around to between companies a lot when they do leave. And a lot of, a lot of the, the decision makers at these companies have been around for a long time as well. Um, it, it is kind of one of those very tight knit industries. And, um, you know, like I said, a lot of the brands that we work with, we've worked with forever. So one other thing, cause it's hard to believe we've been on the, we've been talking to each other for almost an hour now. Um, the one person in whenever a baby is born that feels left out is the father because he really has such a small part in the whole delivery process. What do you what do you do for support for the fathers of the newborns and the young children? So it's funny. There there have been so many times throughout the last decade that people have said, um, you know, are you going to host events? for dads and, and whatnot. And just in talking to dads and even, I mean, in talking to my husband, like my, I mean, he said he, he was like right early on, he was like, I would not go to an event like without you, like with just dads, like, you know, unless it was something that I spearheaded with like my friends. Right. So what we have done over the course of the last decade is um, when we first started our expectant parent dinners, they were really only for the expectant moms. And um, we started adding certain topics where we allowed them to bring their significant other, and we had a lot of dads come. Um, now the dads are able to come to any of the okay. any of the dinners, and it's not that they weren't able to before, but it was it is a different dynamic when you're making um, mom friends and yeah. your husband is sitting there or they're not sitting there, looking awkward. So it's, yeah, it's a different dynamic. So also, so, um, you know, they yeah. Sorry, go ahead. no, go ahead. Finish your point. Oh, so I was just going to say, but we also make sure that when we're um, we're educating with the experts that, like, we talk about support. So our lactation experts talk about, okay, dad cannot breastfeed, but how can dad support the process? Right. Um, when we have our labor and delivery panel, it's dad is obviously not birthing the baby, but how can he be useful and how can he support the process? Mm -hmm. And so we do try to bring dad into all of that and then also bring dad into how he can help at home. Um, when mom is not feeding the baby, if mom is nursing or if she's not, um, again, that's up to her. But we really do try to focus on how, how dad can be a part of it. And I, I will say over the last 10 years, I have seen so much more involvement now um, than 10 years ago from dads. And I think that dads are really just more keen and excited about it. And not that dads weren't excited then, but it's just, it is different. It is very different. It's, it's, a, it's a generational thing, I think. Um, yep. the one, the one thing I want to ask, and I, I probably should have brought this up earlier, but on the site, do you deal with parents that are adopting that would, would have a surrogate or something like that and, and help them get ready, help so, them do what they need to do? So we have featured stories from, from families who have adopted or had a surrogate. And this is also someplace where if someone is in that situation and wants extra support, we have resources Okay, and we are working to, um, so we are working to um, have more resources for surrogates and adoption and also for parents with special needs. Oh, um, we're okay. really working yeah. to build up our resources for, for those parents. Um, we know that families do not come in one shape or size. <laughs> when we first started, our tagline was where, where moms and moms to be connect. And our tagline now is where parents and parents to be connect. And you see um, parents who are adopting and who have surrogates, um, surrogates or who are same sex, you see that at our events. And we are very inclusive. Um, you can see it on our social media. You can see it through the content that we do. And um, we do want to make sure that if, if we don't have the resource you're looking for, 
please email us. We have so many different ways to contact us on our website, and we will do our best to find you that resource. And that and that that is that is awesome. Well, Lindsay, I hate to say, it, but it's time to wrap everything up. I really appreciate you taking time to talk to me this evening. Um, how can people get a hold of you? How can they find the website? Of course, thank you again for having me. Um, our website is bumpclubandbeyond.com. It's www.bumpclubandbeyond.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram. It's at bumpclubandbeyond. Um, Facebook is bumpclubandbeyond. Um, and I can be found also on Instagram. My um, profile is public. It's at Lindsay Pinchuk, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-P-I-N-C-H-U-K. Um, so like I said, there's a lot of different ways to find us, and um, someone will get back to you. Well, Lindsay, thank you very much. I wish you the best of luck, and uh, maybe sometime in the future, once everything gets back up and running again, we can talk about what you're doing to get people back into the fold and about your events. I would love to. Thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, thank you again. Thank you very much. Uh, That was Lindsay Pinchuk from Bump Club and Beyond. Again, the website is Bump Club and Beyond. Yours truly, Bill Alexander, with you on a uh, Monday night. We're broadcasting live. This is the first thing uh, for us. The reason is, is uh, we are... Um, doing it in association with a radio station outside of Pittsburgh, WMCK.FM. That's McKeesport, and we're also uh, working with a new one across the pond, as they say, MTRI, Mixtape Radio International, around the world, round the clock, www.mtri.co.uk. And don't forget, you can check us out. If you want more information, if this is the first time you heard the show, go to italknet.com. Again, that's italknet.com. You can find me on Twitter, and it is at Bill Alexander. Again, I hope everybody, you had a great night. I hope you enjoyed the first program as we go live. Um, Next week is going to be an interesting show. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I should tell you who's coming on or not, but, oh, what the heck. Uh, We're having a guest back on the program that we talked to, oh, about a year ago. And we're going to have a ventriloquist on the radio. That's right, a ventriloquist. April Brucker is going to be on the program, and she's going to be talking to us about entertainers, uh, what they're doing during COVID, what they're doing to uh, substantiate their income, and all this stuff. Because in the past programs, I have talked to a um, uh, a stage stage manager who was not working. I talked to a cruise ship entertainer that's not been working. We've talked to musicians. We've talked to all this during this whole COVID situation. And it's interesting to get another viewpoint about what they think is going on and how we can help them get through it. So April Brooker will be back on next Monday night, which is a week from today, and we'll be broadcasting live. So it is the 11th of May, and uh, we'll be talking to her then. Folks, again, if you want to check me out, all you have to do is go to italknet.com. Again, that's italknet.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Bill Alexander. Everybody, you have a great and safe week. We'll talk to you next time here online with yours truly. Bill Alexander.
If you've ever been a renter, you know it's stressful to find a place with everything you love and nothing you don't. But did you know Zillow does rentals? It makes the search so easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find that place that's in your budget, but also isn't a shoebox. Or a place that's close to your parents, but far enough they have to call first. Plus, it's easy to apply, request tours, and pay rent in the app. Head to ZillowRentals.com and find your sweet spot. If you've ever been a renter, you know it's stressful to find a place with everything you love and nothing you don't. But did you know Zillow does rentals? It makes the search so easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find that place that's in your budget, but also isn't a shoebox. Or a place that's close to your parents, but far enough they have to call first. Plus, it's easy to apply, request tours, and pay rent in the app. Head to ZillowRentals.com and find your sweet spot.